You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AMs The Morning Buzz with Munkiran and Natasha. And we are speaking to Ian Tostenson. He is the president of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. And we are talking about the challenges that restaurants are facing this holiday season and how you can support. Ian, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me on. And I appreciate uh, you to call out to the listeners how they can help our industry, which has been uh, I was certainly in a little bit of peril right now, I must say. And I think one of the things I, I want to get to straight off the bat here, Ian, is that SIBA loan deadline. We're seeing it's affecting, you know, people in all sectors of business. But how is this affecting particularly the restaurant industry, knowing that that SIBA loan deadline is coming up? It creates a lot of uncertainty. Uh, we were hoping, and everybody was hoping throughout Canada, not just for restaurants, to have this loan extended one more time. Uh, the problem we're seeing is that uh, most businesses, medium, small, even the larger ones, but uh, they've been really difficult for them to accumulate the $40,000 in cash they need to be paid back the loan in order to get the forgiveness of the $20,000 is essentially how it works by January 18th. They go to the financial institutions and some are credit worthy and they can't get a loan. And so um, it just it, it's a panic for them right now at a time when you know, in December, we should be trying to do as much as we can to, um, you know, to, to to build the business going into the slow months in January. So the uncertainty has is, is really been, I actually, I'll tell you a little story. I was in a restaurant in North Vancouver yesterday, and um, the woman who owns this little coffee shop, she was given the wrong information by the bank, and she was, she literally was crying. She said, I have no way to pay this loan back, and I showed her that there's a couple of different options that she has. And it was the best Christmas present she ever had because she got the wrong information from the bank. And so uncertain business hates uncertainty. And this is going to have, I think, uh, quite an impact on business. I think you see a lot of businesses that are unable to get through this and will probably, especially the smaller ones, probably end up closing in the first quarter of 2024. Well, I'm sorry, can you say it again? The numbers are very worrying because there's an estimate of 2,000 restaurants which are at risk of closing, and that could change the restaurantscape, so to say, of Vancouver, wouldn't it? No, I, well, definitely. I mean, you, we've seen a lot of closures already this year. Um, we monitor it you know, the best we can. Um, you know, we don't get formal reports, but I think anybody around Vancouver would notice a lot of empty uh, places that used to be restaurants. But then we're seeing that, um, you know, other concepts come in. So you know, a different kind of concept. A lot of people doing ethnic food and really trying to find a, a market for them. So, you know, out goes the old and in comes the new. It's a very perilous business at the best of times. Um, most restaurants uh, have a hard time surviving after a year. It's a difficult business. I mean, I, I said you have to almost be a magician to be able to run a restaurant. There are so many moving parts and so many pressures. And I think we're at a low point right now. We do feel that it will get better with you know, inflation starting to curb itself uh, in 2024. Interest rates hopefully will start coming down and food prices will come down. Um, someone reminded me that this morning that they were selling a poke bowl for $28. And in order for them, had real crab in it, by the way, but in order for them to actually make a proper profit, they'd have to sell it for 40 bucks. But then at 40 bucks, no one's going to want to eat it. So that's where our problem is, is that we're not able to pass on the cost to our guests because they just won't pay it. And, you know, another big conversation, Ian, that has been happening, I think, especially in the restaurant industry, is the conversation around tipping. 
When yep. do you tip? How should you tip? How much should you tip? Like even I think when it comes to doing a takeout versus sitting in a restaurant, I mean, there's a consensus that, of course, when you're sitting in a restaurant, of course, you're going to give a tip. But there's a lot yeah. of debate about the takeout. What do you make of the conversations around that? Well, in a restaurant, you know, I tell you what I do is I'll go right to 20% if, I, if it's great service. And, it's, and I define that by the server. I don't sort of get into the food thing because the server is not responsible for that. But, um, you know, I, and I know because the tips are a very important part of how the whole operation runs for everybody. So I go to 20%. Um, you know, I don't think that you should leave a, you know, a 5% tip because you're unhappy. You should leave no tip and tell the management that you didn't like what was going on for whatever reason. Um, Delivery, that's another one. I mean, I always, I always go 15 or 18%. I know that you know, everybody's working hard. The thing with delivery drivers is that they don't, you know, they don't make any money if they're not delivering. They might be sitting idle. So, and they are service, and, you know, unfortunately, you order way too much food at our house. But, you know, the drivers are so earnest and, and working so hard, and they go to great lengths to give good service. You know, even let's just, you know, getting the food to you quick, uh, warm, fresh, to your door with a smile, I thought, you know what, why not? You know, 18%, the bill, if the bill is, you know, 50 bucks, you know, it's another eight bucks. I mean, I think they really appreciate it. So, but what I don't like about tipping is when you go to, when you go to a counter and the person has done nothing and all of a sudden you're, you're offered the option to tip. I don't do that. I just think you have to have some level of service to be able to appreciate and pay the tip. Mm -hmm. No, I can totally agree with you there. I think that's the part where people get a little bit frustrated. They're like, well, I'm just quickly picking something up and I'm going here. Like, am I expected to tip? So I think I think that's the challenge that we're all feeling there. But Ian, you know, when you look back at this year, 2023, if you mm -hmm. were to describe it using one word for the restaurant industry, what would it be? Disappointing. You know, disappointing in the, in the, in the sense that uh, during the pandemic, Everybody was on board. We had a single purpose. I mean, you and I talked throughout that, and everybody had a single purpose, and that was survival. And what's disappointing now is that all these things have hit everybody. Yeah, it's not just restaurants, but, you know, restaurants seemingly a bit more because we were closed more and, and probably incurred more debt coming out of it. But it's disappointing because I think, you know, governments don't have the laser focus they had uh, during the pandemic, either federally or provincially. Uh, there's a number of things that governments are doing right now, like the SIBA loans or or uh, seeing some of the high taxation in, in British Columbia that uh, we think is unnecessary. It's hurting small business, and um, or you know slowing down our ability to get for, trained foreign labor. These are all things that the government could help us with, and it's disappointing because uh, we have to work so hard to try to get their attention, and sometimes we're not a priority. And it's disappointing for the business owner who had hopes and dreams and aspirations to say, "Boy, the pandemic's behind us." I can get back to work and you know earn a earn a living here. Most of them, Restaurants Canada, uh, report that 50% um, of restaurants in BC either losing money or breaking even, and, and that's a terrible place to be. You, you know, you've got a lease, you got to keep your business open. You don't have much choice. And a lot of these smaller, medium-sized business owners, they're working six and a half days a week. It's a tough, tough, tough go. And Ian, how can we this holiday mm. season support the restaurant industry? That's a wonderful question, and thank you for asking it. Um, I think gift cards. I mean, if, if you're inclined to go to a restaurant, uh, go. If you can uh, not go, then, you're, you know, go buy a gift card, even 20 bucks, $25. Put it in someone's stockings. I go buy gift cards, and I'll just give them out to people randomly just because they look like they might want to go to a restaurant, and they're so appreciative, and it's 20 bucks or 
So that really helps with gift cards. And, uh, and certainly, if you don't feel like going out, um, there's some great options. Obviously, just about every restaurant now delivers. And you can kind of pick your, your, uh, your, your spot in there and have some fun. So, you know, I just, you know, take a break, have some fun, go to a restaurant, buy some food from a restaurant, and enjoy yourselves. And um, let me say that we are so grateful for the community support we do get in our industry. It, it doesn't go unnoticed. We, it, without the people, we would have nothing. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Ian, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a wonderful season. I hope that in 2024, things do pick up for the restaurant industry. We're going to make sure. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful holiday season yourself. Thank you so much.